What's up, fuckers? Whoa, <laughs> vulgar language. Shock, jock, pivot. <laughs> right off the jump, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, hello, everybody. Did we ever... Hello, it's FOH. Oh, it's yes. Hello, it's FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And then what were you going to say, Kelly? Is we didn't <laughs> say on this podcast that Lillian and I went out for dinner for the first time in, like, so long together. Oh, yeah. And... It, Obviously, the couple behind us was a double date that immediately just started talking about like Red Scare and Dasha and her movie and like, oh yeah 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 and yeah. I was like this is a plant oh my god I know we were we went to Spicy Village and it was just us and it was a fully empty restaurant fully empty and restaurant us. and us and then yeah two like uh, two sets of NYU like wannabe Dime Square people yes. And then the girls were trying to impress um, the guys by being like, <laughs> I actually started listening to Red Scare like after, like through Come Town, basically, like after I listened to Come Town. Yeah. And they were like, we watched Dasha's movie at Cannes. It's kind of good. <sighs> and then they're like, Mia Farrow. <sighs> I mean, look, whatever happened, happened, <laughs> but she's abusive. <laughs> And I was like, okay, guys. It was truly like it. Ma- I, like that is what makes me believe that um, we're in the Matrix. Like I was like, the, yeah. these are these people are being fed to us. I mean, it had the effect of like me. I felt like I was being programmed to kill. No, and also I'm like, what year are we? Like just uh-huh. to hear that in 2021 is what no, I mean. right? It was very 2018, 19. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Come town. I thought those boys were dead. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Also, this is a service industry podcast and welcome to it. Um, it is interesting that they, I'm not just saying this as a hater cause I truly have never listened to a single uh, episode of either of those podcasts. So I don't know, go with God, but, um, it is interesting how irrelevant that feels now. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and not again, I'm not like whatever, but I'm just like, just culturally, it was a shocking thing to hear. No, it, it's truly like, um, no, I, it's, it's so that's, I, that was like the, like, I was like, it's so funny to be like the amount of vocal fry on those sentences. I can tell you're bragging Yeah, from both the men and the women. Uh, but for why it's also just like, it's like saying, have you seen Loose Change? I thought it made some interesting <laughs> points. It's like, uh, okay, sure. My dad says that. Yeah, I mean, look, we can't... It's it's easy to judge the younger people because they don't they know what they... It. Because they <laughs> don't know what they sound like. For they know not what they do. True. But, um... And youth is famously wasted on the young. It's so true. And conversations are wasted... On dummies. On dummies. <laughs> But, um, I don't know. I did. I thought I had a point, but basically I had fun with you at Spicy Village. Yeah. It was a great time. It was a great time. I just, I realized that we had forgotten to mention that. I talked about it a little bit in my newsletter, which was just to say, ladies, specifically those ladies, um, they, those guys will fuck you no matter what. Oh, 100%. And here's, you don't have to do the, the, the come town stuff. 100%. You know? Don't debase yourself by talking about Mia Farrow. You don't have to do that. No, you don't have to. Anyways. I'm a monk. I wouldn't know, but what I hear is you don't have to. Kelly is 
a saint in this town. <laughs> yeah. I'm a virgin. Pure. I'm a pure. virgin. Thank you. Pure. Um, well, well, anyway, how- uh, do you have any real service stories? Well, also, I realize we haven't read from your service stories. Oh, true. Recently, listener. So, um, sorry, I'm kind of a mess and Kelly's busy. So, you know, some things fall through the cracks. Fall through the cracks. So, please keep sending in your service stories. I promise we will read them. I am just catatonic with stress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have sort of a story that relates to the service industry for once in my fucking life. Um, which is that I was out doing a little research for my other podcast, mm-hmm. Ghosts to Show You, if mm-hmm. you if you have not listened. Um, and so we were in a uh, an allegedly alleged allegedly an allegedly haunted bar. It looked. I'll tell you what. From the Instagrams, it looked haunted. Okay. And none of the staff would talk to us really. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. We're in New Jersey. I get it. And there was this really loud crew next to us, and I could hear them. I could hear some restaurant talk, and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. They're probably after shift. But they were being really loud, and we were about to leave. We are like, okay, well, this is kind of a bust. And then they kind of lobbed, like, a fun question at us because they wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. chat. And then we were like, oh, you know, we're just here because we heard this bar was haunted and whatever, but, you know... Nobody will really talk to us about it. And then they all, it was just probably about six people. They were all like, oh, our restaurant is haunted. We just got off work. Some crazy shit just happened. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And so they told us and they were all completely dead fucking serious. This was all ages. It was just like a whole crew of people. And it was so funny and it was so sweet. And they were really cute with each other. And I was like, man, I... I felt I really did at that moment miss like not only was it I mean on that level of like them talking about all of these insane fucking like Ghosts. literal hauntings in the kitchen like knocking <sighs> over biscuit dough and like just really crazy stuff but they like were so serious about it and it was so many instances it was very crazy and funny but also on the other part of it was I was like oh man like you guys are so just like the palling around and like yeah. the intimacy they had with each other and they were like could tell that they really loved working together and they yes. were like ribbing each other and like, Oh yeah, chef. Oh, cause like the chef was there and it was just like, I was like, man. And you know, and it's that thing where I, I didn't like really harp on it, but I was like, Oh yeah. You know, like I worked in the industry, so I know how, whatever. And it, I just knew that I'm like, when you're not in it, you're not in it. And, and people who are in it are like, Oh yeah. Okay. You were a waitress. Right. Right. And so yeah. that's me now. And I'm like, fuck, it makes me sad. Yes. I mean, it truly is like, it's, it truly is, uh, blood is thicker than water, whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's like, um, the intimacy of that is like so special and sacred. It is. It is. And we, I mean, we've said that a million times and you know, everybody knows that, but I obviously have not felt that or seen it up close in so long. And I was like, oh man, I, I missed that obviously. And then I did feel like truly a like solidified outsider of this world in this really weird way that was like, I feel like I'm going to cry, which is like so stupid. Um, um, no, it just was very, like, I just was like, Oh, I'm that person now. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I did a stint in the eye. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, whatever, dude, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. You know? And I was like, all right, well, I just don't say it anymore, I guess. 
No, but I think it's just like, I mean, it's not just, I think a lot of people talk about that as like, oh, that was part of my life. But like, that is part of you. You know what I mean? Like more than even part of your life. It's like part of you. Right, right. And, but it is like, I think it's like, it's just such a like, imp- it's so impenetrable, like the intimacy yeah, that's in no, any, it is. any one restaurant yeah. that it's like, I mean, I feel dumb even going to other restaurants and obviously like I'm still working and I'd feel dumb being like, I'm a bartender. You're like, oh, did you guys 86 that? <laughs> <laughs> There's a count. I know what that means. Oh, it's that, I bet I could guess. That's table 21, right? Probably. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, it. it's such a like, familial dynamic and such a language and such a like yeah. dance and it's like yeah I felt really shy and I felt really yeah. like outsidery you know and I was like man and, and you know not that I'm like well I'm gonna go apply to a restaurant job right now but we all know the hell that it brings as well as you know those moments but anyways that's yes. all I was just like this is fucking Twilight Zone yes for many reasons you're flipped on your ass uh huh Anyway. Wow. I would love to work at a home. I can't imagine the bombs that brings. I know. That would and be so also fun. what a great, not only real, uh, scapegoat, but also like a jokey. Scapegoat. Oh yes. A hundred percent. So, and one of the guys was like, yeah, the Hollandaise sauce broke. Uh, it's the ghost, you know, yeah. it's not by bad cooking <laughs> or whatever. I was like, I love oh, that. Man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Really fun. So he said, come back Sundays and Tuesdays. I said, maybe I'll see you. Okay, literally on my way. We're driving we're going in, right now. We're driving to Nutley. It is Tuesday right now, so we are. Oh, fuck. All right. I got a car now. Let's go. Let's go. Um, that is, I feel like mine is almost like related to that. My my story, which is less of a story and more of like just the ongoing saga of COVID at my <laughs> restaurant, which, yeah. um, as I said last week, we had someone test positive, da, 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 da. So we kind of like amped up our like COVID protocol, we're back to wearing the service staff is back to wearing masks. We're checking everyone's vax cards before they dine in. And if you don't have it, you have to be outside and blah, blah, blah. Um, and one thing I will say about the guy who owns the bar is he is like, so I think cause he's like a little bit older than most of the staff. Yeah. And the staff is like, there are men on staff, but I think it like, it truly is like functionally a matriarchy <laughs> Okay. in the bar. And like, he is very like palpably jealous of the intimacy that like, especially like the women share with each other in that mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. And like gets like sometimes like just outright like upset, like, Truly, when the Olivia Rodrigo album came out, like, my chef and I were talking about it. Yeah. And we were, like, just chit-chatting and being like, well, this song, like, I'm hearing this influence and this song, I'm hearing this influence. And he came down and he was like, it's like you're uh, (laughs) speaking a foreign language down here. And I was like, oh, yeah, when music influences other music, that's, you've never heard of that concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of a weird, uh, yeah. We we invented this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, he's like, what is this, a TikTok? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, he cannot hear. He, like, he can't be excluded, and it's, like, very embarrassing for him. Um, 
Like, he's such a sweet man, and I think, like, he's used to that. Like, I think it's his first experience of not being, like, this, like, central to all these conversations. Uh, yeah, right, right, and right. And that it's specifically young women. He's like, no. Well, the feeling of becoming obsolete is, uh, it's tough to deal with. Yeah. And, yeah. like, and so, but part of the COVID response has been, like, um, obviously, I think, like, as I said last week, like, all our protocols are working as right. they should. Like someone tested positive. No one else on staff tested positive. Like everything's working as it should. He like dramatically increased our COVID protocol without checking with the staff, what would make them feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is like what we need to address right now, rather than like the actual physical safety is yeah. like, right. How people are encountering the space and encountering guests and encountering each other. And so on Saturday, so it's just like, yeah, the like whatever combination of all those factors on Saturday, he booked like a, an indoor birthday party. They all had Vax cards. They were very nice, very sweet. And he like hadn't put an extra person on the floor to just to check the Vax cards, even though this was Mm. like a 30 person birthday party that was like coming in obviously at between like eight thirty and nine. So it's right. like, like a trickle of, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like another person on the floor from like five o'clock. And then he came to like, like watch it all take place. So we nor- like, he's not normally there on Saturday night. So we just like cut yeah, yeah. each other, like based on just like, yeah. And so we were like, we don't want him to feel like he made a mistake Ugh, with this. So like, <laughs> me and the other opener who got in at one we're like we're just gonna like keep like wandering around like as if we're doing stuff so he doesn't feel like he made the mistake on the schedule oh boy and it was truly like so saturday night i was just like truly clearing glass we're like one by one just like <laughs> are you finished and it was just as ever like bosses are just always like one degree off yeah at least at least i mean this is a good boss so he's like one degree off where it's like he's just missing how he could be helpful to us as a staff and then we're all being like well we don't want him to feel bad so like you stay on the clock right Mm -mm. absolutely demented well everyone's uh in their head and in their feelings yes right now but you know what also you know Maybe he will grow and learn. Mm. No? Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, doesn't matter anyways, really. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Do as you? long as the check clears, exactly. it does not matter. Exactly. Why, why, wild Sue Bell's new single, Honey in the Air, explores inner growth, imagination, and losing your mind in the summer. Honey in the Air brings together an all-star cast of Camberville musicians who lend their talents to the single as well as the upcoming album, Wild at Heart. Headbands Johnny Allen, Bong Wishes Miriam Soleil, Doug Tuttle, and vocalist Sarah Cronin elevate each song with their unique takes and prolific musical skills. Wild at Heart was engineered by Dan Thorne at Pink Noise Studios and recorded and mixed with Jeff Lipton and Maria Rice of Peerless Mastering. Check out the incredible video for Honey in the Air on YouTube and listen now at suebell.bandcamp.com. 
Wild at Heart will be released in September 2021 on vinyl as a letterpress lyric book and on your favorite digital platforms. Well, shall we? Yes. Well, of course, we had to do it to you, listeners. We had to. We had to do it to you, and we had to do it to ourselves, and we loved every moment of it. Um, so the big story that I didn't even know I needed. Uh, the, <laughs> the life that it breathed into me. Was the flame, the, <laughs> the fire. <laughs> <laughs> the little ember that grew to a flame. <laughs> yes, uh, of course we are speaking of the arsonist Psalm of New York City. Uh, Ga- Caleb Ganser. Ugh. Caleb Ganser, hats off. Hats off to you. Beanie's off. <laughs> Beanie's off to you, my friend. <laughs> um, this, I, I, I couldn't. Not to make the joke, I hate when people are like, didn't have that on my bingo card, whatever. (laughs) Not to make that kind of joke, but it really is such a, um, like I got dizzy reading the sentence. It was a push notification (laughs) from the New York Times. And it was, it was something where I was like, yeah, yeah. Get it, receive it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. take a double take did somebody do a typo was one of these words wrong yes is one of these words wrong open the article (laughs) pure the the best thing i've ever read (laughs) this story is like i mean a a breath of fresh air that that fueled my fire if you will because the shit and you know, we've been doing the best we can with this podcast, mm-hmm. and I think we've been doing a pretty good job. All fucking things considered, right. <laughs> if I may say. But what we've been working with, we haven't been getting this kind of shit. Okay? And, and I'll tell you what, I think we've been creative in our responses <laughs> to COVID, uh-huh. to you not working, yeah. to me being upstate. We have not been nearly so creative as Cable. Caleb. <laughs> Cable. Sorry, I just read it and I had a dyslexia. I, well, I can't say his name either. I tripped over it myself. <laughs> there is like, maybe he's like a fire demon. There is something. There is something to that. Um, no, I mean, like, we we as a nation <laughs> needed this. Yeah. So, if you, I mean, whatever. We're going to talk about it. If you know, you know. If you don't, we'll tell you about it. Um... Essentially, a celebrated psalm. First of all, the opening line of the Post article, which was essentially the same as the Times article, but just add this opening line. A one-time sommelier of the year was apparently far too obsessed with fiery reds. Yes. Okay. The New York Post, I took multiple screenshots of that piece because I was LOLing about it. So I obviously read the Times first. Then I read... The post, no, no, no. I read the post and then I was like, this is so over the top and melodramatic, LOL, the post. And then I was like, wait a second, this is the New York Times piece. It, it's, it was literally cut because the last, um, the like coda on the yes. end is the same. I was like, holy shit. 
Times wrote this? I know. I was like, someone was having a little bit of fun. Someone had a late night deadline and put a couple swigs of uh, yeah, of a fiery red. Exactly. I was dying over the fucking tabloid style. I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. And then um, searching through the New York Times uh, comments, as I like to do sometimes when I think that they're going to be good, and they really were for this piece. But one I thought was very funny um, was a woman who was so upset at the tone of the piece (laughs) that she said, and this is so funny to me because she was like, I always look to the New York Times to give me, you know, the stories of our days about my, the city I live in, to give me perspective on things I haven't thought about yet. But this makes me want to cancel my subscription. I was like, this is the thing? <laughs> this? After all of the crimes against humanity the New York Times <laughs> perpetrates. It's a bridge too far. This? I was like, I am screaming, madam, at this outraged fucking reaction to this. That is so funny. Because just to to kind of like give you the context is the last like paragraph of it is like, um, talking about his time at EMP, which was like years ago. He's now like the, an, uh, a like partner a and partner a partner in a wine bar. He opened something upstate last summer. Like da, 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 da. He's like had many ventures since then. Yeah. But they had like a video of him at EMP, like, decanting a port bottle like using fire to force the cork out so it wouldn't like crumble because it's so old yeah and he's like in the video he's like now here comes the exciting part the fire and that's like the piece that's the note Mm -hmm. that they go out on i was like yes yes uh, perfect. Please give this person a promotion. That's like, it's it's exactly like the documentary moment where it goes from like color to like uh-huh. yeah. black and yeah. white. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of slows yeah. down the video at the very end. I love that that for this woman, like, she's like, no, do not editorialize. I, okay. And before we get even more into it, obviously... I get the mental health aspect of it and in no way am I personally being gleeful of somebody who is or is not, I don't know this person's situation, going through an episode, whatever the fuck. Well, whether or not he's, well, like pathological, he's clearly going through something. (laughs) I would think so. I would think so. Um, I, yes. So like, I understand technically that, you know, I, I get being sensitive to that, but come on, it's a fucking, this is the best story that's, we've it's had. Also, no one was injured. No one no, was right. This exactly. Is like, we're, 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 we can, a business didn't even fully burn down. A shack got charred and yes. this is what we're up. This is fine. This is what we're up against. Yeah. Like, come on. Anyways. Um, I will say that I did look up in psychology today, like an article that was called like the mind of me the too. Arsonist. Yes. And they said over 50% of arson cases are for revenge. Mm-hmm. So what we need to learn is, what was being exact? What revenge? Right. Caleb, well, reach out. So, Caleb, we will be contacting you for an interview, but, um, <clears throat> and your lawyer, who can be present. Um, but, so, we've all seen the videos, if you haven't, it's basically, he just simply takes a lighter and lights, like, a thing of napkins that's, that is, like, permanently attached to one of the outdoor dining, you know, mm-hmm. sheds that we have here in New York City, and it kind of immediately goes up in flames, yeah. and then he kind of walks away, and yeah. he did that at Prince Street Pizza, 
and at a restaurant co- called Forsythia. 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 Yeah. I don't know. It's Greek or something. Anyways, um, the name, not the restaurant. Um, <clears throat> and neither of them had. I think one had a little bit more damage. Prince. This is all in the East Village. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lower East, East Village. Yeah. Lower East Side line. Um, no huge damage, but Prince Street Pizza, as we know, racist. Racist guys. Racist guys, th- thin blue uh, line guys. Thin blue line guys. That got, they said, like, um, put out basically immediately. Yeah. Also, like, classic thin blue line mentality. Like, they were like, that was a very dangerous scenario. Like, well, no, it wasn't because it's pr- it was proven to be safe by the fact that nothing happened. Right. <laughs> They're like, we thought it was a bum flicking a cigarette. Oh my god, I that fucking quote, shut I was the like, fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Or like trying to keep himself warm. I'm like, I hate I hate you. I wish you had burned down. Um the other thing, the other but I think what's more interesting is this yes, other restaurant. Yes. Because one of the I think it was in the post under this gentleman's mugshot, which they of course printed in large Tinsley-esque <laughs> scale. It was such True. a... It really reminded me of a housewife um, yeah. mugshot. But um, it said that he... That, that it was like burned down or tried to burn down a rival restaurant. I know. He said rival. I don't so, know because... But I think it's just neighborhood because his wine right, bar is in Nolita. Right. It's close. Right? Yeah. Right. It's on Center Street in Nolita. So, I mean, obviously somebody probably just made that up. But... Um, which is fine. Yeah. But also course. I'm like, cause he did for Scythia. He tried to burn down two times. He went. Back. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was two times that he went. To That's interesting. So that is interesting. Also for Scythia, the reason I know how to pronounce it is in contagion. Jude Law's character. Uh huh. Posits that for Scythia is a natural treatment to their kind of COVID. Interesting. Because it is like a, it's like an herb. It's, it's a, a flower. flower. Okay. Yeah. Right. And it is not. And Jude Law is ultimately arrested. Wow. And this man during our contagion. Wow. What's the message? What are you trying to tell us, Caleb? Caleb, speak <laughs> to me. I can hear you. Caleb, I can hear you. You're not crazy. You're we get it. You're not crazy. Um, Right, so the motivation thing is obviously what is most curious because either, and also, you know what? Like, fucking people are snapping and have been snapping. Well, I read an interview with him in Sommelier Business, I believe, is mm-hmm. the, uh, the the publication that I was... Sombiz. Sombiz, um, that I was perusing. And he said, so he was kind of like, this was done, it seemed to be in early 2021. Yep. Um, and he, like I said, he has a wine bar in Olita and then he had done like a, an outdoor thing upstate last summer. Yeah. Um, that he said like was busy, but ultimately did not recoup its cost. Mm -hmm. And he said, I've definitely found a lot more time than I used to have to devote to reading, to yoga and meditation and just sort of doing some self care. While my personal career is certainly not booming, there are other elements to life that Americans are finally waking up to, for sure. Whoa. Prescient. 
interesting prescient i mean i watched an interview with him where he was just like yeah like this is really hard covid's really hitting everyone hard it's kind of this like existential thing and we've had to like really change how we do things like a completely like normal thing for not like i couldn't even tell he was crazy but yeah everything he was saying was like i was like yeah that that's what it felt like in the industry or whatever yes and he does say in this interview he's like i did take it almost personally yeah. The um the response to COVID and that it hit restaurants so hard and that like we're so maligned in kind of like normal society and then all of a sudden yeah. we're the hardest hit and also having this. Also I just have to say I almost sent you this, Lillian. Trixie Mattel, who I have no particular qualms with, um tweeted something this week that was like I treat service people better than I treat my friends and family. (laughs) And I said, you know, it's liked by like 11 people (sighs) in my timeline. I am on my hands and knees begging you to get a new personality trait. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I am on my hands and knees. Um, the C list comedians, this means you too. Please stop tweeting about it. Stop it. it. It's so fucking dumb. Stop it. I hate it. Anyway, moving on. Um, Yes, like, I think that it is just, but, like, so much of this interview that I was reading with him, he's talking about, they're, like, almost pat talking points at this point, like, about the number of pivots. and But there's a bright side to it, which is more time for yourself if you choose. But it is stressful, and it is angering, and they don't touch on you know, entitlement that people interact with the service industry and they don't, they don't touch on that. Cause I think, you know, yeah. whatever, it's not chic, but, um, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm understanding where you're saying, yeah, the, the, the sheds represent so much. They do. They really do. And for Scythia open during the pandemic. Oh, I didn't know that. Which I was like, that's interesting, too. That's an interesting element. That's interesting. Because I think it was a pop-up, and then it was one of those pop-up-to-restaurant pipelines that we're seeing so often now. And I was like, okay, so that's possibly another piece of the puzzle here. Interesting. Yes, because I think, like, I think that this, in, in almost every regard, this pandemic has been bad news for the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even the things that I think are being kind of like vaunted as advantages to the restaurant industry and yeah, you know, openings or <sighs> moments like it, it's been bad. Yeah. And, and I think it's linked to this idea. Like I think that almost like I'm like, we, we let people in too far and they, they saw too much at the beginning of the pandemic. We thought we had to like explain our whole lives to people. And now it is like, it's linked in my mind to that, like Trixie Mattel mentality of like, where it's like, you're like, I am a good person. I am, I value service people. So if I'm doing this, that's counter to the fundamental core of my person. Mm. And it's justified by what they're, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a twisted web. It's a twisted web. Um, I also well, there also is a weird thing where didn't he like run for president or something? So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just remembered <laughs> of this. this country. I thought he did like a write-in ballot. 
Hold on. <laughs> How did I not have this ready for this fucking? Oh. I'm I'm pretty sure that he added his name to a a, 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 a political a race. race of some sort. I don't I, I don't know if it was president, but I kind of think it was. Mamma mia! So that's another uh, layer here. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Should I Google that right now? Please do. Okay. I'm because this curious. is, um, um, I mean, the thing is, is also if he wants to run for New York mayor, there's still time because we just had the primaries, but you can run as an independent still. I mean, I don't know if still, still, but I'm just saying, I've seen people on Twitter saying I'm running for mayor. Um, I think everyone should run for mayor. Why not? Um, we should do it by committee. Everyone should run for mayor. Everyone becomes mayor. We run New York by committee. Here's an idea. Here's a great idea. <laughs> um, wait, I don't see it right now. Maybe that's just um, like, am I? Maybe you and him need to collab on that. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually my dream project that I haven't been uh, forthright about. <laughs> I swear to God, I read that. Okay, well, if it's not easily uh, Googleable, then maybe I'm maybe wrong. someone tweeted it. No, I swear to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more, folks, right here on the air. I don't mean tweeted at, like, fake thing. Like, maybe someone on Twitter was like, I knew this guy, and he ran. You know what I mean? Also interesting that um, none of you DM'd us. I know. I know y'all know him, and what are... I know I you don't want to talk about... I know you, you do. Know him. And I, 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 know I, I, I'm know sure him. you have a good reason for not telling us, but I, I mean, I still would like to I can't to imagine know. what it is. Um... Okay, so yes. Okay. Okay. I'm correct. Okay, uh, Ganser is one of about a thousand candidates running for the office of President of the United States of America currently registered with the Federal Election Commission. Okay, so this guy is unbalanced. He said, I've been thinking about this ever since I was in the third grade. That's... <laughs> That is remarkable. Wait, here we go. Here we go. Here's his platform. Do you want to hear it? Yes. His platform includes fixing what he calls the broken food system in the country, getting back to civility in politics, and investing in community colleges. Honestly, I miss, like, the guy who killed McKinley. (laughs) What was his name? I don't know. Good old-fashioned crazy guy. Yeah. That is what Caleb in the 1920s would have just killed yes. Joe Biden. Yes. Stuck his hands inside the body. Yep. Said, this blood is the pig's blood of factory farming. <laughs> I am the president now and factory farming is illegal. And we all would have cheered. I think you're right. And instead, he's unsuccessfully burning down Prince Street Pizza and saying, I want to bring civility back to politics. What a waste. If we all were still on meth 24-7, yeah. as we were in our country's heyday. You we were cranking Brad's drink. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb would have killed Joe and Kamala eight times over by now. And we would have loved him for it. And we would have loved him for it. <sighs> wow. What could have been? <sighs> powerful. It's powerful. Caleb, you're an intriguing character. <laughs> to me. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting. This is interesting what we decided to talk about for this podcast that we're not realizing. <laughs> um, a lot of twists and turns. I'm surprised. I, I knew that I'd read that somewhere, but I'm like, 
I know you can't lead with that when you're talking about arson, but also like second paragraph. It's, yeah, that's got to be. So yeah, we've got some. Uh, I'm canceling my subscription to the New York Times because they not didn't mention, mention it. <laughs> so obviously relevant. It I really is. I'm sorry. The mind that is. I'm sorry. The mind that is. Uh, Sommelier, which not clear to me whether he's like in the court of Master Psalms or if he's I don't just think like so. a wine guy. But Sommelier, arson, presidential candidate. I mean, the Holy Trinity. That is, you know, James talks a big game about being the white Kanye. <laughs> I think Caleb might be the white Kanye. God, men and their mental James illnesses. From, uh, Vanderpump Rules, obviously. Yes. Oh, I got it. Um. Wow. Well... Yeah, I mean, arson is a fascinating crime. And I think it, when this gets turned into a Law & Order... Episode. Episode. We will watch it. Yeah. It will. It absolutely will. And you know that they put him at the beginning as a, as a, as a fake red herring. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, can, I, I could write the script for that episode mm-hmm. right now. I mean, if this had, ha- I, like, I want it Law and Order. I want it to also be on Gossip Girl. I want it to be on Succession. Mm. I kind of want it to be, like, you know how they used to do, like, um, like crossover episodes? Yeah. I would like him to haunt all of TV for the next yeah. um, season. You know what? <laughs> him and, you know who else I have been desperately trying to get more information about or any sort of update is the hipster grifter. Mm. Yeah. I want a new long form piece on her too. Yeah. Where is she now? I heard she recently tried to do a, a New York fashion week thing. People, she Fabulous. got caught. She got caught. Fabulous. Anyways. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the shakeup the industry needed here. So thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Caleb. And we'll be continue. Maybe there'll be a part two because there's a lot to unpack. I mean, wow. Just the last minute reveal of the presidential run is like, <laughs> it's really interesting. Wait, also before we um, end, yes. I took a screenshot of a WebMD <laughs> piece. Piece. From, from 2003. <laughs> Sorry, a piece. Yes, it's, yeah. it is a piece. When, okay. I, when I read it to you, you'll understand. Okay. 2003, I didn't know they kept archived articles from that long ago. And I didn't know they did that. No. <laughs> and I'm I'm only saying this word because it's in the piece and it's not something I condone nor do I say in my personal life. But <laughs> folks <laughs> under under describing the psychological makeup of an arsonist, yeah. it says <laughs> What is she gonna say? I'm so excited. In these types of cases, arson is often committed by someone who is retarded, but <laughs> Okay, go on. But also angry. It's that common. <laughs> That's how all of my ex-boyfriends describe but me. Also <laughs> angry. It's that combination that is a catalyst. <laughs> uh, can you say that, WebMD? No. In 2003? I don't think so. We were still... That was being... I'm sorry. That sounds like best week ever, 2003. I'm like... You couldn't fit in That's, Mongoloid or whatever. <laughs> that was what Hall Sparks was saying in 2003. Are you <laughs> oh kidding me? Oh my god, I fucking almost did a spit take. That is hilarious. Anyways, this screenshot is really, it's worth really its good. Weight in gold. Yeah, it's really good. Um, um, 
Yes, I would love Caleb. Yes, if you do have some sort of manifesto, some sort of That's guiding, what, we need a manifesto. Yeah, I would love. To I hear will that. bring you a birthday cake with a notebook inside. Yes, absolutely. You write it. Slip it back out. Slip it back out. I know that you're in minimum security. If I bet you're if not even. All. I bet you're yeah. out. If at all. I bet you're out. I bet you're out. I think he's out on bail. Definitely. All right, folks, stay tuned for this uh, investigation. Okay, also, if you've like matched with Kate, like I want to like like. Um, I was thinking we should look for him on, on dating yeah. and stuff. If you've matched, yo, with him. I know you know him. Why know. aren't you talking about it? What is going on? EMP. I know y'all. All right, you're out there. You can be anonymous. We don't have. To, we won't have to say anything. That will make it obvious who it is. Anyways, no new patrons, Kelly. Love you guys. Um, and do you want to talk about our oh, culture club? I think uh, for culture club, I was reading this article on The Verge called Speak Memory. Okay. Um, which is about um, AI, uh, grief AI, texting. Interesting. Da, 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 yeah. Da. This is by Casey Newton, if you want to look Casey that up. Casey Newton, The Verge... Speak memory. Speak memory. We'll all be reading that and discussing it. Yep. Um, that sounds great. I'm ex- I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, yeah. No new patrons. What else? Uh, I don't know. I think that's not, it. Not much, um, yeah. And guess what? Well, actually, never mind. I'll tell you guys about that later. Okay. Love I hope you guys. You have a great week. Goodbye. <laughs>